Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. The story took place when I was in about 8 years old, so it's a bit blurry in some of the details. For context, I'm a female, and I used to live in a condo up in Montana, so I shared a backyard with all of my neighbors, and we were all very interactive with each other. Since this took place around December, there had been piles of snow sometimes reaching 5 foot tall next to our driveway from shoveling that I would use to sled down. Now, in our old neighborhood, most of the kids' ages were ranging from around 5 to 10, except one, whom in the story I'll call Robin, since it is close to his name, but for our privacy. Robin was 14 years old when this took place, so almost everyone was half his age. Robin was not out of the house much, but when he was, I noticed he was very aggressive to all of the kids. Like, he would actually literally body slam kids and even pick on them for being weak. I hadn't seen him much. As I last previously said, he wasn't out of the house much, so I hadn't really talked much with him. Robin was nice to me, but not as nice to the boys in our neighborhood. Because of the fact he was older, he basically saw himself as better than us if that makes sense. More or less like the top dog. He used that against everything, and really, I kind of dreaded seeing him. But one night specifically, I was out later than usual working on building an igloo with all of the snow from the driveway. I was at the downspout trying to knock the ice off the gutters when I saw him coming up to me. I was a little annoyed since I was out at night just to have some alone time but I brushed it off. Soon, he came up to me striking up a conversation, and he showed me how to knock the ice off. I said thanks and grabbed my sled, and showing him to my snow hill, but he was not very interested in what I had to say. I can't exactly remember how the conversation led off to this, but he had started talking about random things that he had done, such as kissing girls and other kind of sexual stuff, like all the things he had done in school bathrooms and with other people. I was weirded out, but really just kept sledding down the hill and listening. By that point, he had moved behind the small hill that I had been sledding down. He then started kind of pacing around, and he then said, Hey, I have a question. But before I had a chance to reply, he then said, Actually, never mind. It's too dirty. But for some reason, this didn't strike me as odd, which really makes me want to slap myself to this day. But I still asked him, No, tell me. He kept this loop going for almost a minute, saying that he couldn't or that it was too dirty for me. Then he had broke. I wasn't expecting anything that bad. But then he said, Okay, fine. I was going to say, let's play a game of rock, paper, scissors, except that if I win, then we have to kiss. 
but if you win, then we don't have to unless you want to. I then froze. I was shocked, since he was literally twice my age. I sat there for what felt like 10 minutes, but was actually about 3 seconds. Luckily, I thought quick enough and said, Okay, wait, hold on. I have to grab something. And I shot up and ran to my door. I then cracked it closed and sat there for about 10 seconds, not knowing what to do. I didn't feel safe outside anymore. I then went back out and I told him that I had to go inside because my mom said it was too late, which was a lie. Surprisingly, he just said okay and then we said our goodbyes. I went inside and I went and sat near my mom who was working on her computer. Now I have anxiety, which only made this worse. I thought that if I told my mom then I would have gotten in trouble for asking him what he meant when he said all that. But then, after a while of sitting there, I realized that I should just tell her, since I can never even keep anything to myself as I'm a loud mouth. I expected her to yell at me and get mad, but she really just turned to me with a concerned look and was very shocked. That was very relieving for me since I was literally shaking in fear. In the next few days, I had to talk to some police officers about it. He moved a few months later, and I have no doubt that it's to get a fresh start and to get away from the problems. I can understand why this doesn't seem scary to others, but it's really scary as an eight-year-old with anxiety, and also with the fact that I was always so unsettled near him. His presence was very uncomfortable from the start. Now, I'm really sorry for the lack of detail, since this was quite a long time ago, but parents, listen to your child if they tell you something like this, and always be aware of who you're talking to. Thanks for listening. I know the title sounds cliche, but I can't find another word to describe them. I live on the sixth floor with my family, and have been for so many years now. The apartment next to ours is owned by a rather unpleasant lady who rents it out. The problem is, she seems to rent it out to the biggest nut job she can find. I'm talking drug dealers to domestic violence cases. Anyways, this happened a few years ago. I'm guessing I was around 14 to 15 years old. I'm a girl for context, and English isn't my native language. So if I make a grammar mistake, bear with me. A couple, I would say 35 to 40 years old, had just moved in with their young daughter, who looked around 6 years old. The wife introduced herself, and she seemed pleasant at first. They would keep to themselves, and that was fine with us. The problem started a few weeks after they moved in. They started blasting loud music during the day, it wasn't illegal, but it was annoying when it was for a few hours daily. We would hear yelling from their apartment, but it always seemed to be the husband yelling. They started leaving their apartment door open, and when we passed by to get to the building elevator, they would walk around in their underwear. This was weird, but we brushed it off as it being summer and also hot in our area. It was more annoying when we would have guests over, and they had to pass by an almost naked man just chilling next to our door smoking. 
smoking was also one of the things. I don't have a problem with weed. I even smoked from time to time today, but when we would open our apartment door, a huge smoke would come inside our apartment as they smoked so much of it. You could see the smoke all around, and it reeked like they hotboxed the entire place. My mom was quite annoyed as we had a little kid, my brother, in our apartment. He was around four years old, and of course, we didn't want him inhaling smoke on a daily basis. We decided to just put up with it and hope that they would move out after a while, like all the other previous tenants we had. Usually nobody stayed longer than a year. One day I was coming home from walking my dogs. We have two dogs a medium-sized one, and a small one, both rescues. I unlocked my apartment door, and the dogs went inside. As I was about to follow, I heard a, hey, behind me. I turned around and jumped when I saw who it was. It was the husband. For more context, we have never spoken until this encounter. He was very close to me, I'm talking like inches away from my face. He was also in his underwear. Only his underwear. He was taller than me by a head, and I covered in front of him. I asked him if he needed anything, and then his eyes darted from side to side, as if checking for other people in the small hallway we shared. He even got closer, and I could feel his breath on my face. It reeked of weed, and I remember trying not to gag as to not seem impolite. I was a major people pleaser at that age, and I would always be polite no matter how dangerous the situation was. He then whispered in a raspy voice, What do you want? I was confused. I thought I misheard him, so I asked him to repeat his question. What do you want? Drugs? Alcohol? My eyes went wide at this. I was always brought up not to drink or do any kind of drugs. And even if that wasn't the case, I was clearly a minor. So I had no idea why he was offering this to me. Oh, uh, no thank you, mister. I said. I had hoped that by being polite, this interaction would be over and I can go inside. If you're wondering why I didn't just go inside sooner, like I said... I was a major people pleaser, and I didn't want to offend him. But also, I didn't know how he would react, and I didn't want to risk him chasing me inside or assaulting me. If he was unstable enough to corner a teenage girl in his underwear and offer her drugs, I didn't want to imagine what would have happened if I were to piss him off. Oh, come on. You must want something. Alcohol? Drugs? I can hook you up with whatever. He gave me a wide grin and somehow stepped even closer. I pressed my back against the door, realizing I couldn't put more space between us. I then let out a nervous chuckle. Oh, no thank you. My mom wouldn't like me having that. He cocked his head at this, still smiling. Well, is she home right now? I, like an idiot, answered that no, she was at work. Oh, well, then she doesn't need to know. You just tell me what to get you. I was starting to hyperventilate. I have had abusive male figures in my life, so a man standing above me and cornering me was triggering an anxiety attack. I felt like I was going to vomit, 
and I could feel myself start to shake. I just hoped he wouldn't notice. Oh, no thank you, I insist. Uh, I have to go. I have homework to do. I was smiling as to not give away my fear, but the shaking was getting worse. He looked annoyed but nodded his head, and he told me to have a nice day. I slipped inside and quietly locked the door. My breathing was heavy, and I looked through the peephole. He was still standing in my door, just staring at it. He looked as if he was in a daze, and I prayed he would go away. He kept standing there for about 30 more seconds before suddenly turning around and then sprinting into his apartment. I had heard him rummaging through random cabinets, and in my mind, I somehow came to the conclusion that he was looking for a weapon in order to break into my house. Now I was starting to really panic. I grabbed my phone, called my dogs, and I ran to the kitchen where I grabbed the largest knife I could find. I sat on the floor and I had stared at the door while calling my mom. I was practically sobbing when she picked up and she told me to call the cops if I felt like I was in danger. I, for some reason, refused. I think that I thought that I didn't want to annoy the police by having them come to my house for something that I might have been blowing out of proportion. My mother couldn't get off work early, but she called the cops as soon as she got home. In the meantime, the wife had returned home. I could hear them arguing, and she came knocking on our door. My mom answered while I hid behind her. She started interrogating my mom on what I had told her on what happened. When my mother explained and said the police were called, the wife let out a nervous laugh and said that wouldn't be necessary. My husband didn't mean any harm. He was just trying to sell you some CDs he makes. He's really into music. Um, what? He had asked me multiple times if I wanted alcohol or drugs. How did she even get on the topic of selling CDs? My mom saw through it though, and that's not what happened, and she trusts her daughter. The woman's smile turned into a scowl, and she stormed back into the apartment. We heard her lock the doors before lowering all the curtains and shutting off the lights. The police showed up not long after and came inside to get my statement. I was still shaken up, so that held my case as the police then saw a young girl in distress after a man in his underwear cornered her. They went over to their door and knocked, but nobody answered. We said that we saw them all go inside and lock themselves in, but they couldn't do anything about it as they didn't have a warrant and no physical harm was done to me. They said the man would receive a warning, but only when they could contact him. The police left and we didn't hear anything else from the neighbors for the rest of the day. We went to bed later on, and I had trouble falling asleep, but managed to eventually. I was awoken during the night, I'm guessing maybe 2am, by a woman screaming. It was loud and highly distressing, and I thought for a moment that somebody was getting kidnapped. I could hear my mom walking to the nearest window, before she came to my room door and told me to stay in bed. I wanted to question her further to ask what was going on, but I trusted my mom and she said to stay in bed, so I listened. So I stayed in my room and I eventually fell back to sleep. When I woke up, my mom set me down at the kitchen table 
and explained that the man from yesterday had jumped out of the window in the middle of the night. Since it was the sixth floor, he likely died on impact. The screaming we heard was from his wife as she watched him climb out of the window and then jump, unable to stop him. I felt horrible. I almost started crying. Due to abuse and bullying from my past, I always assumed that whenever something bad happened which I was involved with, that it must have been my fault. My mother felt bad for having to leave me home alone to go to work, but she couldn't really do much about it because of our financial situation. I was at home with my little brother because he was sick, and I wasn't going to school because I was too shaken up. Well, sometime after my mom left, there was a knocking at the door. I looked through the peephole and I saw it was the guy's wife. She was smoking a cigarette, her eyes were red, and she was a total mess. She was pacing around mumbling to herself. I shushed my little brother into his room and went to open the door. When I did and the wife saw me, she started to legit snarl at me and pointing at me with her cigarette near my face. How dare you? How dare you? Why did you call the police on my husband? Why? Why? He did nothing to you. He just wanted to sell you some CDs and you report us? Are you afraid of men or something? Are you afraid of men in underwear? Is that it? Are you a little lesbian piece of shit who's scared of men? I couldn't believe what she was saying. If it was me today, I would have told her to piss off and slam the door right in her face. But I was young, dumb, and naive, so what did I do instead? I apologized. I said that I was sorry about her husband, and that I really hoped she could forgive me. Oh, young stupid me. You little piece of shit. You killed my husband. You killed him. It's all your fault. I hope that you, your mother, and brother all get cancer and die. You hear me, you shit? I stared at the ground in silence still completely certain I was at fault. She insulted me some more, but eventually left. I went back inside, locked the doors, and cried. I cried for probably about half an hour, and my little brother kept asking what was wrong, but I didn't tell him. I've been going to therapy and taking antidepressants for the last year or two, and I can say I'm at a much better place right now, but I still wonder... How messed up do you have to be to accuse a child of killing your husband who clearly needed mental help? My story started in 2014 when we had to move out of our rented seafront flat that we liked a lot. I was 28 then. We got about two months notice to find another place. We didn't have many options. We found a house which was converted into three flats. We shared a tiny hallway with our neighbor. The flat was newly decorated, but pretty much as soon as we moved in, we noticed that there were many things very wrong there. The back door's lock was broken. Because of this, the kitchen was full of bugs and slugs, and we reported it to the agency. A guy came out to fix the lock, and he asked me if I had met my new neighbor yet. I said no, I hadn't. He then said, he's a very weird guy. Later on, I met him. Yeah, he looked weird. I couldn't tell if he was 30 or 60, 
but he was always very quiet and polite. One day though, funny enough, it was April 1st, and we went home after work with my boyfriend. Our neighbor and his friend was just leaving the house. My friends were supposed to come over that evening. We had quickly cleaned the house, and once we finished, we sat down. Then, I heard a weird banging noise from the neighbor's flat. Someone was coming down the stairs, and it sounded like they had dropped a really heavy bag. But then I heard it again, and again. They cannot be this clumsy, I thought, but I didn't think much of it. Soon after this, I saw my friends arriving through the window. I went to the main door to let them in, and I then saw blood everywhere. A bloody handprint on our door. I was shocked. I then told my boyfriend that there was blood everywhere. Close the door, he replied. Then, I had heard my neighbor saying to me that I stabbed the woman who regularly visits me in a very calm voice. I closed the door. The woman was laying in the middle of the road in front of the house, not moving at all. By this time, the ambulance and the police were at the scene too. They took my neighbor, closed down the house, and the whole street as well. We were then told that we weren't allowed to use the hallway, as it was a crime scene, so we couldn't leave the house for a while. I had noticed blood coming down from the drain pipe too at the backyard. God knows how. About five weeks later, the police were knocking on our door, asking if we saw our neighbor, as he had left the hospital, and they're very concerned for his safety, and they asked us to contact them immediately if we see him. The light in the hallway wasn't working for a while, so I asked my boyfriend to have a look at it, as I didn't want to bump into the neighbor in the dark. He went outside and took it apart. We later found out that it wasn't working because it was on the neighbor's electrical circuit as his electricity was turned off. While we were in the hallway, unexpectedly, the neighbor opened his door to check what this noise was. We were shocked. When did you come home? We asked. We didn't hear you coming in. It's because I didn't use a key. So if you lock yourself out, just ask me. I can open the doors for you. I guess this was the moment when we were truly scared for our lives. He then explained that he came home because he feels completely normal and he felt like he shouldn't be in a mental hospital. He didn't want to kill that woman. He just stabbed her in her thigh because she provoked him. Keep in mind, the police never confirmed anything to us. They just said that it was close to a murder investigation. We went back to the flat and we were too scared to even call the police, as it would have been pretty obvious that we reported him. Later that day, the police came back and took him, and they told us off in front of him because we didn't report him. We never saw the neighbor again after that, and to this day, I still have no idea what's going on with him. The other issues with the house became severe as well, so we moved out as soon as it was possible. We now refer to that house as the Horror House.